Hi, I'm Ray. And I'm Saren. We're your Spider Baby hosts from To Know Her Is To Fear Her, a Spider Woman podcast, as well as proud members of The Collective. You're listening to Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. Happy listening. Previously, the Infinity Stones were reborn and scattered, passing from hand to hand across the universe, through time, transgressing the boundaries between worlds. A war for the Power Stone, a dead man appearing with the Space Stone, skirmishes and struggles across the universe, proving that the Infinity Stones are truly a force of chaos. Now, a new day dawns in this struggle. Dr. Stephen Strange has called for a meeting of the Infinity Watch, but as the wielders of the stones prepare to convene, other interested parties begin to put their plans into motion. Hello, welcome back to Resurrections in Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano, and we are getting back into more recent crossovers. We are we did Infinity Countdown last year, and now we are on to Infinity Wars, which means guess who's back? Me. Joe's back. Hi, Joe. Hi, I'm back. He is back. So we are here for now Infinity Wars, because the countdown had to lead to something. Yes. Now we start at the beginning. Of the second part. <laughs> yeah. Well, the countdown is like the pre-story. So this is like the story. So this is the beginning of the story. Yes. Correct. So that was like, if any countdown would be like negative numbers, now we're at prime would be zero, right? Yeah, that makes sense. And then infinity countdown one is one. There you go. All right. And that's been Number Talk with Joe. Hi. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. That's the way I see it. Write in if you disagree. But we're starting off here with Infinity Wars Prime. Now, I'm trying to remember. You didn't know anything about what was going on in Infinity Wars before you read this, right? You didn't hear anything. No. And, um, I still just, don't. <laughs> I'm just curious. How far ahead have you read? This. Okay. After reading this, I'm eager to read ahead. Like, I'll probably read... Um, you know, a lot of times I read it right before... Um, podcast we record but i'll probably read infinity one like afterwards but i don't want to read ahead ahead i want to you know i only want to read each issue that we're doing you just want to be set up for the next one and yeah because then i don't want to be talking about what happens in the future you know it might i might want to so got it that makes sense does make sense all right well let's get started let's put the drop uh We're going to have a uh, synopsis for it for all you people who didn't read it or just forgot. And then we'll be right back. The Infinity Stones. Soul. Powered by the user's mastery of reality. 
can preserve the soul to allow for life after death. Currently held by Adam Warlock. Mind. Powered by the user's mastery of soul. Can grant telepathy or intelligence. Currently held by Turk Barrett. Power. Powered by the user's mastery of mind. Can make a person more physically powerful. Currently held by Drax the Destroyer. Space. Powered by the user's mastery of power. Can allow teleportation through space. Currently held by the Black Widow. Time. Powered by the user's mastery of space. Can allow a person to travel through time. Currently held by Doctor Strange. Reality. Powered by the user's mastery of time. Can allow a person access to the multiverse. Currently held by Captain Marvel. Infinity Wars Prime. Writer, Jerry Duggan. Artist, Mike Diodato Jr. Colors, Frank Martin Jr. Letters, Corey Pettit. Cover art, Mike Diodato Jr. and Frank Martin Jr. Editors, Jordan D. White and Annalise Bissa. Cover date, September 2018. On sale date, July 25th, 2018. Cover price, $4.99. You can find this reprinted in the Infinity Wars trade paperback from 2019 and digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Loki inspects the library of Omnipotent City and finds out none of the stories show him being the hero. He determines somebody must be behind this occurrence. The tomekeeper, Floa, directs him to a book involving different universes. Loki finds out the story starts with him, but most of its pages are torn. Floa tells him that the story involved the God Quarry, and Loki enlists her help to investigate. Meanwhile, Adam Warlock seeks Doctor Strange's help to investigate the corruption that is spreading within Soul World. In order to save Warlock's life, when they venture into Soul World, Strange sees himself forced to reveal that he has a Time Stone. Strange tries to convince Warlock to hand over the Soul Gem, but he refuses. Before leaving, Warlock warns Strange about Thanos' imminent intervention. On Chitauri Prime, Thanos sets out to find the Infinity Stones, but he's killed by a mysterious assailant. Hi everybody, my name's Hub, and I host a show called Tighten Up the Defense, a podcast that would likely benefit from a tagline. Every week, we read either a Defenders comic book from the 70s or a New Teen Titans comic from the 80s. I give a synopsis of that comic that I have handcrafted to amuse and inform, and then my good-for-many-things brother Corey comes over and we talk about what we found interesting about the comic we just read. It's a lot of fun, and we hope you'll join us for it. Anything you'd like to add, Corey? I like cocaine from an animal's butthole. Mm. It is. So good. It is. Paradise. Well, Corey, I don't really think that's appropriate. We're trying to do a promotion for our podcast here. Shut up. Okay, fair enough. Any final thoughts? Of course. Well, let's hear them. I have eaten all the beaver butt pit. <laughs> you have eaten none. And beaver's butt this pretty good. There you have it. Tighten up the defense. That's T-I-T-A-N. You can find it wherever podcasts are found. It's probably worth mentioning. I'm the one who does the editing. Catch the wave of the future and hang 10 on it with us. Cowabunga. All right. And, and, yep, here we are. Infinity Wars Prime. So just refreshing, I mean, Joe, from where we were last time. So we left off with Adam as the soul gem. Turk has the mind gem. Drax has the power. 
Black Widow is space, Doctor Strange is time, and Captain Marvel has reality. You read that in such a weird order. I'm following the order they're doing it in. Oh, so you went soul to mind to power to yep. space to time to reality? Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. I was wondering why I didn't just go around like clockwise. No, I mean, they could have done it clockwise, too. But if you notice, because of the way they're they're, they're positioned, they make an infinity symbol. Whoa. That's why they did that. Whoa. Mind blown. So the first thing I want to say about this one is, now, Infinity Countdown, I did like Aaron Cooter's art for the most part, but I really like Diodato Jr.'s art. He was the guy that did, like, the little opening sequences last time with the dwarf. Yes. He does the right. whole issue. Hmm. Well, I guess I, I would, for lack of a better term, the other guy. Who's the first guy who did the countdown? Uh, I believe it was Aaron Cooter. <clears throat> Aaron Cooter, his art was very, seemed like cartoony. Well, a bit more, yeah. And I liked it. I just like Dio does better, a bit more. And I like one thing he does here. I mean, sometimes he's done a splash page where it's just a whole page. But he also does these big pages where he has a lot of panels. Give me an example. Uh, let's see. So not counting the page of the Infinity Stones with the, the story pages. One, two. Well, like, for instance, page two and three, the big spread of Loki looking at the, all the books. On the library table. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like the way he has it, it's, it's basically just one image, but it's kind of broken down with the panels, so like showing the other, you know, it's just broken down to being panels. But then also, uh, like the next page, the way it's broken down, so like you have, it would be three panels, but instead you have like this one section of panels showing the librarian talking to Loki, and then another one of a close-up on Loki's face that's broken up. And then on the bottom... It's because it's like four different panels. It almost looks like the action is ha- you can actually see the action happening, like her dragging him through all those different panels as they're talking. That I get. The panels on that lower one where she's dragging him by the horn. But what about the other panels? The one above that, and then like the one uh, where the the two page one, as you said, uh, where he's looking at the table with all the books of his face. I think it's just a kind of a way to break up the image a bit and kind of uh, make it a little bit more visually different. Okay. I liked it. You know, I just like the way he does that. I thought it was kind of cool the way, you know, it's designed. Yeah. Anyway, so the first part of the story is Loki and something called Omnipotent City, which I'm assuming is from the recent Thor run, but I don't know it. But trying to figure out why he remembers things different than apparently. Omnipotence? Um, I'm, yeah, I'll be honest. I always pronounce that word wrong, so I'm not sure which is right now. Hold on. Omnipotence. Here's the definition of omnipotence. The quality of having unlimited or very great power. Let me say it the way you said it now. Say it. I forget how I said it now. Omnipotence. Oh, then maybe that's wrong, probably. Omnipotence. Here's the definition of omnipotence. Yeah. Okay. Having unlimited or very great power. Omnipotence. Yeah. But they yeah. knew what you meant. You said it like, like, you might have said it, maybe that's the English term of saying it. No, I probably yeah. said it wrong. Yeah. Okay. It's one of those words I didn't hear for so long, but I read it, so I just... Yeah, you make it up in your own words, like uh, Thanos or Thanos. How do you say yeah. it correctly? How do you say his name correctly? Thanos. 
Thanos. But we used because to always say Thanos. Yeah, because it's based on the name of like a Greek god of death, Thanatos. Oh. So therefore, it would be if it's that based on Thanatos, it would be Thanos. Well, I like Thanatos better. Thanatos. Of course, you know I was wrong apparently on some other ones. Like I always called it Magneto. Apparently, it's Magneto. But I like Magneto better. Yeah, but when you say Magneto, it's because he's Nito. Yeah, I don't like the Magneto, but that's what it is in all the things, the, you know, cartoons, the movies, it's all Magneto. I remember seeing an advertisement for like a heavy metal band, probably like Metallica, but my, maybe not. But it was like Metallica, master of metal. And I was like, wait, no. <laughs> Magneto is the master of metal. No, he's the master of magnetism. He's the master of metal. Well, yeah. He shreds. Yeah. Well, he magnetizes the metal, right? He controls the metal. Yes. So he's the master of magnetism. Hence the term. He also gets the. T- hence he also gets master of metal. By the way, the puppet master, the Fantastic Four villain, should probably sue Metallica as well for their whole Master of Puppets album. Oh yeah. He's yeah, like, I'm no, the no, master no. of puppets. He's like, I've been the master of puppets since the 60s. Yeah. I was first. Metallica. Know your place. Great band, but know your place. There's a hierarchy going on here. Well, maybe he was singing about the puppet master, though. Yeah, it's possible. No, I don't really listen to it. their alert words, so I don't know. Let's just say they are. Let's go with that. Yeah. It's all about did the puppet know, master. Did you know that Master of Puppets... Metallica is about the puppet master. What else would it be? Yeah, that's what I say. All right, all right, so good. But yeah, so Loki's in here looking up history, trying to figure out why he remembers it differently and why is it that he's always uh, never the hero. And I like this whole thing in the library of all the different versions of Loki on there. Differently, is he referring to stuff before the Secret Wars? I or think so. Else? Okay. And then he's being kicked out of the library. I like that. She just grabs him by the horns, like, get over here. Yeah. What's that scene in Ghostbusters when he uh, Peter grabs Ray's ear? Get over here, Francine. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it's like. She's like, get, get out. Time to leave. We're closing. Don't mess with librarians. No, apparently they all are, have the strength yes. of uh, the books. Uh, what do they do? She says, um, when I'm near my books and scrolls, I'm emboldened with the strength of my ancestors. I wonder if that's true at all, librarians. I believe it is. Yeah, it seems right. When I remember looking at that, that the courses in college, there was a mystical component. So, little just life lesson, people. Don't mess up librarians, at least not in the library. Makes sense, because there's a lot of pedophiles in the library, so they have to be, uh, be strong. Kick them out. Yeah, to kick those guys out. Plus, you know who was a library started as a librarian, right? Barbara Gordon. Oh yeah. Batgirl. Oh yeah. So like she's, she's Oracle. But she has super. She strength. reads a lot. So he's arguing with the librarian. Yeah. He's pointing at her. It's a good way to get your finger broke. Yeah. They find one of the books on history. Apparently, his pages ripped out of it. And apparently it's something to do with the God Quarry, or the Quarry of Creation, which I remember briefly from reading like a few issues of Thor. It's like this 
cosmic thing way out in the edge of the universe where I think, I guess, things are created. Real quick, though, they mentioned Asgard falling into a star. Do you know anything about that? Not beyond what I read here. Okay, never mind. But to be fair, Asgard has been destroyed a couple times. It happens. It's like business somebody else, as usual. Yeah, it's like somebody else wearing Iron Man's armor for a while. You know, it's like that happens. Someone else will yeah. be in there. You know, Asgard will go back eventually. Tony Stark will be back in the armor eventually. For now, it's not. Is Iron Man back yet? Oh yeah, he's been Iron Man for a while. But yeah, so Loki convinces her to go with her, go with him to the God Quarry. Loki is a Loki is a sidekick, or Loki is the sidekick. I'm not sure which here actually. No. Loki has that. She's a sidekick. She was she was very easily convinced. Yeah, but she's the one dragging him along half the time. Here it seems like every time, like every movement that happens, is her grabbing him, going, "Come here." Well, who's who wanted to go to the God Quarry? No, it's him. But so reading I mean, this here, I kind of get like a big trouble little China feel, where like Jack Burton is the main character, but basically Jack Burton's the sidekick. <laughs> Yeah, but Jack got dragged along. He didn't know what was going on. True. I, I mean, said, already, I said a little bit. Already, already, like, Loki's getting what he wants, you know? Yeah, that's true. Loki always tries to get what he wants. I mean, she might be, a, it might look like she's the leader on paper, but mm. it's, it's all whose agenda it is. You know, who's, who's getting, you know. What they want. Yeah, who's getting what they want. That's true. Anyway. So we got I mean, she was already like she had no intention of going there. She's like, "You're yeah. stupid. You can't go there." And he's like, "Well, why don't you come with me?" She's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> he's like, "What? I like that. What are you really doing tonight? Come on, let's go party." It's that friend that's like, "What are you doing?" And you're like, "I got things to do and stuff." And the friend's like, "Come on, let's go. What are you really doing? You're not doing anything. Let's go. Fine. All right. Yeah." That's how no. somebody invited me. Oh, no, here's a better way. She's Cameron, and he's Ferris Bueller. Damn. You're not dying. You just can't think of anything good to do. Yeah, except that he didn't have to do nearly as much effort. As, I mean, Ferris really had a... Ferris really had a... Call him up and nag him. I'm not and saying then, it's exactly that. And then I'm he's saying... had to sit in that car and just stare. <laughs> I mean, Ferris really did some psychological damage. Like, like I mean, there. This obviously happened. Like, Ferris must do that to him all the time because Cameron just gave up. He's just like he's just gonna keep calling me. He's like, there's no way out of it. <laughs> I have to go. This is a sad case right there. Ferris is a terrible friend. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I understand the... Uh, yeah, the analogy. We'll see how that takes place. Well, yeah, see how it goes later. But for now, then, we switch over to Warlock and Doctor Strange. As Warlock's talking to him about the Soul World. And I like that one splash page of apparently a concert in Soul World. Yeah. I'm not understanding so much about Soul World. Like, is he not... Because he's all right. So here he's looking into Soul World and there's a concert. But where aren't they going into Soul World with that uh, that lasso of not truth or whatever? 
Um, well, I think this he was just descri- I think that's kind of like a flashback. Like this is what you know. Last time I went to Sir World, this was th- this is what happened. Oh, okay. And right. now you know that's what he's telling Strange about. Okay. All right. So let's go. I went ahead a little bit. So that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, so he brings, he's trying to get Dr. Strange to help him Soul World. And I like Dr. Strange. He's like, you never stop here for anything easy, do you? It's not like, Dr. Strange, there's a puppy, there's a kitty up a tree. Help me rescue it. It's always Dr. Strange and Fanny Stones. Yeah. Well, they don't seem to like each other very much, so why should he? Yeah. I mean, they're not very trusting of each other. Well, somewhat. But then again, I mean, as we saw in Dr. Strange number three, should you be? You know? No, I'm saying that. So why would he come by for a cup of tea? They don't seem to be yeah. like friendly. Yeah, they seem to have poor communications with each other. But I like the thing of him going to Soul World, and it's now like this horrible, dismal place. And that Spider Monster—that—that's the one I'm assuming that ate Hank Pym at the Infinity Countdown. It looks even creepier here, like all in shadow. Yeah, I didn't make that connection. Yeah, that's I think the same thing. So this is what I don't understand. If he's has this. The power of the soul gem. Uh, then why shouldn't he be able to control? Why doesn't he control the soul gem? He's the soul gem has always been difficult. Uh. Even back in the seventies, the soul gem, you know, you could like use it to like suck people's souls into there, and the soul gem really kept wanting to do that and really kept like uh, trying to make him do that. And in fact, at one point, Warlock tries to, to explore what the Soul Gem is and takes it off and almost dies because the Soul Gem has been sucking part of his soul into it. So the point where, like, without the Soul Gem, he wouldn't have a soul at the time. Hmm. So is anybody soul- else? Go on. So I was like, the Soul Gem has always been a little... <laughs> has anybody else had the Soul Gem for, you know, like, just a Soul Gem for any period of time? More than, like, a day or a minute? As far as... Well, here's the thing. Okay, so the Soul Gem first appears when Warlock gets it. So we don't know about who had it before. Got it. Warlock and Thanos, you know, quote-unquote, died at the end of the 70s. I don't really remember what happened to the Soul Gem until it shows up again in Thanos Quest. So I guess when we get to that, I'll see who he takes the Soul Gem from. Because Thanos Quest is the miniseries with Thanos looking for all the Infinity Gems and... That leads into Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure who had it. So, but I don't think we have, I don't think beyond that, I don't think we really see anything with it. Because maybe Adam Warlock's just bad at it. Uh, then um, they have the gems for a while, and then there's this whole weird thing with the Ultraverse where the gems vanish, and I don't know what happened to it for a while. Vanish at the beginning of Secret Wars? No, no, no. Mid 90s. Oh, okay. Marvel bought a... There was another publishing company called Ultra, uh, Malibu, and they had their own uh, title, their, their own superhero line called the Ultraverse, mm. which was pretty good. Think of it like... You know, like, Image was started initially by, like, seven artists? Yes. So, like, when they came out their books initially, some, you know, the, you know art... As long as you like their art, that was fine, but, like, some stories were better than others because some of them were better writers than others because they were artists, you know, not writers. Ultraverse is reverse. They got they kind of got the writers to get a bunch of writers, and they got them to come come up with the idea of the story, the universe, and then they got people to draw it. So it's like the reverse. But Marvel bought Malibu and decided to incorporate the Ultraverse into Marvel, and it didn't last very long after that. They kind of killed the, they kind of killed those titles. But one of the things they did was the 
so Infinity Gems got sucked into the Ultraverse. So I'm not sure who had it then. Mm. And then there was the Illuminati that had it, had the gems for a while. That I know. But if, for the most part, I don't think they actually wore them. I think they just kind of hid them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Adam wore the soul gem. Because to be fair, Adam was homeless. It's not like Adam lived anywhere. Adam just kind of flowed through space and went to places. He didn't really, like, like, Doctor Strange has a house. Yeah. You know, like, like remember Infinity Countdown 5 when Black Widow brings the, uh, the gem to him, hoping he could take it from her. And he's like, I already have one. And he takes it out of that safe he has. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to wear it because he has a home. Adam just kind of goes from place to place, so he's always wearing the gem. Um, trying to think of the Infinity Watch. Who had it in the Infinity Watch? I so know Adam. You know, Adam had it in the Infinity Watch. Yeah, Adam had the Infinity. The Infinity. Wait, maybe I'm not saying. Uh, no, I, I'm not. The, I'm not saying the right term. Not the Infinity Watch. What's the group that that the was that the group where they all everybody had a gem? Uh, yeah. Infinity Watch. Adam, Gamora, Pip, Moon Dragon, Drax. No, 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 no. I'm using the word wrong. Oh, word. Illuminati. Illuminati. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. who had it there. But like I said, I don't think they were wearing it all the time. Let's figure it out. The only person I could think of uh, that uh, I can think of some of the people I know. Uh, I know, of course, of course, who had the mind gem. You could figure that Professor out. Professor X. Professor X, of course. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, Doctor Strange, Namor, Iron Black Man. Bolt, Iron Man. Black Panther. Black Panther. See, I'm trying to remember who was in that group, but they always, they all, not all of them were in the group at the time they had the gems, because Captain America was in the group for a little while, and so was the Beast. They didn't have, oh, okay, but they weren't, fuck them. But you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't think any of them wore the gems. That's the difference. No, I don't think you're right. I think you're right. But it's like a uh, Lord of the Rings. Gollum yeah. wore the ring for so long that it corrupted him. Bilbo only wore the ring for a little bit. Or no, actually, different. Wait, better than that. Bilbo only wore the ring for a little bit and then kept it on his uh, mantle as like a trophy, so he wasn't wearing it all the time. Frodo in the movies, however, has the ring around his neck the entire time. So that's why it affected him quicker than it affected Bilbo. You know, Bilbo had it for like 30, 40 years before it really, you know, beyond keeping him from aging too much, before it really started affecting his personality. Maybe Adam Warlock was doing it wrong. No, the fact that he was just wearing it. But, you know, he didn't know at the time. He's just giving it. The high evolutionary goes, here, take this. Put this on your head. Okay. So, all right. Anyway. But, yeah. So, anyway, spider creature looks creepy. Yeah. And then Doctor, and I like that it's killed Adam. It just skewered him with one of its legs. But it didn't really kill him, right? Oh. He's on. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, I see Doctor him. Strange, yeah. No, you can see people who are dead. I mean, I see him there. So you think? I mean, he's right there. He seems fine afterwards. <laughs> well, yeah, but Doctor Strange saved him. Remember. He uses the time gem, jumps back in time, and tells himself to pull Adam out before it happens. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah, that's what happened. Doctor Strange uses soul se- sent his astral self in there, saw Adam skewered, and then used the time gem to jump back in time like three minutes and told himself, you know, told himself, pull him out now. And so he got him out before he got killed. And then they leave on not a good note, because no, now no. Adam, knew- Adam knows he has the time stone. He's like, you're lying, piece of 
I like that part here, though. You had the time stone, but didn't tell me. You didn't tell me Kang Ubered you to the present. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I like that. It's like, I don't know what that means. But anyway. Yeah, all I know is I, I could, you're being a dick. That's all I know. And so Adam Lee is warning him, Kang's not going to be the only one looking for the stones. He's like, he will come. And we know who he is. Oh, yeah. Thanos. And then we go back to Chitauri Prime, where we left Thanos, remember? In control of the Chitauri, arm, Chitauri people. And he's thinking here. Now, what he's talking about here, there was a Thanos. Thanos had a series. It ended right before Infinity Countdown. And the last story involves Thanos going to the future and seeing himself like he won everything. Cool. You know, um, and in fact, he has a, I guess you call it a herald or a serpent or whatever. The Cosmic Ghost Rider. Cool. Cosmic Ghost Rider is a fun character, actually. He kind of views himself as weak in the future. I think he finds it boring, maybe, that like he knows what everything's going to happen. He doesn't want that future. He actually fought that guy to try and he, keep that future from happening. He fought himself? Yeah. Because there's like... Does he not want the the goal? Is it just the the journey that he's more? Maybe I. You know what? I'm before we do the next issue, I might have to go back and read those last few parts of that story just to see what happened. He's very driven. Yeah, but anyway, so he's yelling at his subjects. Your warbringer could even manage to pick up the power stone. The stones will be mine again. They always are, and I will crush warbringer and. Uh, None shall oppose me. And then he gets a sword through the chest. He doesn't seem to be too bothered by it. He's obviously not bothered because now he knows that future won't happen, obviously. Oh, so he's still worried about that? Yeah. Okay. Now he knows that future's not going to happen because he's about to die. And remember, he's not too upset about dying because who does he love? Yeah. Yeah, so dying's always cool. You know, dying's like, all right, that's cool. Uh, I'll go. I'll go see my honey. Makes sense. And poof, that head is lopped off by our mysterious cloaked figure from the Infinity Countdown, the one who had the dwarf made the sword for her. Oh, was it her? Crap. I shouldn't have said that. Well, you can cut that out. Well, I meant for you. Oh, okay. Sorry. But anyway, so what did you think, though, when you read this part, since you didn't know any of this? Like, what did I think about Thanos getting killed? Yeah. The way he did it, it was like, all right, he'll be back. <laughs> he'll be back before, like, they didn't, they didn't, like, set it up at all. So it was just too, like, yeah, there was no setup for it. So it's like, to me, when they usually do that, like, I think, okay, he's not going to be dead for long. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, you know how your friend, what is it, John, John Wilson? No, yeah. Not John Wilson. Not John Brian. Wilson. Brian. He always does, like, wrestling. Yeah. Uh, references to, yep. to me it's like it's, it's it, they do that in wrestling too like usually like if they're gonna make a big guy lose like a, a mainstream guy like let's say I don't know who's the main like it's John Cena it's like they're not gonna just have the new bad guy come in and beat John Cena up right on just uh, a raw raw Monday Night Raw episode they're gonna set it up like they're gonna set it up for a pay-per-view and make a big big whole mm. thing Okay, they usually that. do that with they usually do that comics too. I mean, and people do die out of nowhere. 
usually when they do somebody does die out of nowhere and they're a big character it's like okay they're not really dead you know they'll be alive in like a few issues or so okay. I, see what you're saying. I could i could be wrong but that's what i got i am not gonna say i am i screwed up the third with that you know giving you a hint about requiem so i'm not gonna say anything about whether thanos is or is not alive yeah i will say nothing but here he's dead I'm getting the hint that you, we're probably going to see him with death now. That's my guess. <laughs> well, you see it in his eye right there, actually. Yeah. On that next page, when his head gets chopped off and that page, you see his head falling. Uh-huh. You know, this is a fine death. The future I dreaded is no more. And as the light fades from my eyes, I am made whole. I and did not see. Table, yeah. What do you see in his eye? Death. I yep. did not see that. And I didn't notice. I didn't... Uh, the future I dreaded is no more. I didn't think anything of that when I read it. Yeah. Uh, so but now that you you said what you said, makes sense. So yeah, that's cool. All right. So we'll see. Probably see him with with death. And he's gonna hang out with death, and eventually death will bring him back, and oh. he'll he'll come in. You know, it's like if it's the uh, would it be like in wrestling? Uh, kind of like in Royal Rumble when you get thrown over the ring and you're out. out so he's out. He's out of the Royal Rumble. But he'll come back and, like, with the other wrestlers, you know. There'll be, like, three guys left, and all of a sudden he'll just jump back in and kick somebody out and run away. Yeah, like, he can't win the Royal Rumble because he's out already. But he but can he's still fuck it up for other people. Yeah, he can um, help manipulate which who's going to win. Okay. And then... I guess Requiem heard your issues with uh, champions that, oh, so now you left Thanos with this giant army. Because it's like, all right, well, I took care of Thanos, and now I'll take care of the army. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, they're kind of, they should die. The, the champions should be a little bit thankful because they really could have f***ed up. You know, so, like Thanos wanted, to, was going to use those guys to get all the gems and if he was able to get that people would have been like how did he get it? such a big army it wasn't big last time we saw her and the champions are all just kind of ducking their head I don't know <laughs> who would help them <laughs> seemed like a good idea at the time yeah well either way they're all dead they're all dead so that problem is gone yep and that's how the issue ends with the death of Thanos cool yeah Very this was cool issue. yeah Good setup. Really nice good setup. setup. And again, thank you, Gary Duggan, for writing these stories in a way that make it easier for easy for podcasting and also easy for writing a synopsis. One chunk at a time. We have the Loki part first, then the Adam Doctor Strange, and then Thanos. Yeah, don't make me dizzy and go back and forth so much. Yeah. Um, so, yes, thank you, Gary Duggan. And so hold on now for a few minutes, and we'll be back with Infinity Wars number one. Meet your Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts? Are they the exciting new heroes the world needs? Thunderbolts, strike! Today makes at least half a dozen times these Thunderbolts have done the job we used to depend on the Avengers for. It allowed us to move among you, disguising who we really are. The Masters of Evil! In what is now becoming an old story, the Thunderbolts once again save the city. Enough of this hero talk. Do as you're told. Please. He's right. You may be wearing a songbird costume, but underneath you're just screaming me. I can expose all of you right now. So you see, you really have no choice. 
know what? We're done playing these parts. It's time to live these parts. No one betrays Zemo. Figures just when we go in on this hero thing, our blood runs out. Avengers, Defenders, Thunderbolts. I make any team better. We're Norman Osborn's A-team. And he's the big man in charge now. This isn't the team I used to lead. You, honey, are under arrest. You have to fight for what's right every single day, bulletproof skin or not. The Thunderbolts have worked hard to change people's minds about us. But apparently, we've got a ways to go. Justice, not entirely dissimilar to Lightning, a Thunderbolts podcast. Now playing on fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. And now we're back with Infinity Wars number one. So we're actually this getting this series off to a proper start. And this one, again, we have the full issue by Mike, drawn by Mike Diodato Jr., which I'm really loving because I dig his art. But before we get into it, let's drop in the synopsis so you know what you can follow along with us. So here we go. Infinity Wars number one. Writer Jerry Duggan. Artist. Mike Diodato Jr., Colors, Frank Martin Jr., Letters, Corey Pettit, Cover Art by Mike Diodato Jr. and Frank Martin Jr., Editors, Jordan D. White and Annalise Bissa, Cover Dated October 2018, On Sale Date August 1st, 2018, Cover Price $5.99. You can find this reprinted in the Infinity Wars trade paperback from 2019 and digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Gamora meets up with Star-Lord while he's in possession of the Power Stone. He fails to convince her to return to him, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot, but she kisses him before leaving. All wielders of the Infinity Stones have been convened by Doctor Strange to meet up in Central Park. While discussing what to do with the gems, Doctor Strange decides to spy into Thanos' whereabouts in hopes of preparing for his eventual involvement in the conflict, but finds him dead. Meanwhile, Loki and Flower reach the God Quarry, but the coven which guards it bursts into flames after announcing that Infinity's End is here! A portal from another universe hurls a counterpart of Loki, who is worthy of Molnir and possesses the Infinity Stones of his reality. Loki's counterpart warns him that he won't be able to breach into the original universe without them, or have any hopes of winning against Requiem and Devandra. Loki's counterpart returns to his reality to confront a Soul Eater. Our Loki sets out to find the Infinity Stones. Tensions in the parley quickly escalate after Turk Barrett discovers the Power Stone in Star-Lord's possession is fake, which surprises Star-Lord himself. A fight breaks out between Turk and his men and the rest of the Infinity Watch, but it's stopped by the sudden arrival of Thanos' killer, who simply identifies themselves as Requiem. During the ensuing fight, it's revealed Gamora is Requiem, and that she has the Power Stone encrusted on her sword's hilt. Star-Lord attempts to reason with her, but she's adamant to collect the Infinity Stones to reunite with the fragment of herself that is trapped inside the Soul Gem, to the point that she impales Star-Lord with her sword. So, Joe, first impressions, real quick. Um, I think I liked it. <laughs> maybe, maybe to ask me when we get go through it, I have to remind myself. It's been All a right, week. no problem. So let's uh, let's go section by section. So the first section we have is the bar in space with Gamor- with the guardians. This just made me realize that. Um, well, first it got me confused because I'm like, wait, what? I thought because you look at the picture and she's holding the stone, and I'm like, I thought he had the stone, 
And they're just trying to show that she's like talking about it, so she's holding it, which was confusing. Like, why is he letting her hold it? And then later on, you see why she's holding it, and then this just kind of proves like why Peter is is a dumb man. <laughs> yeah, because that's basically that's when the switch happened. Yeah, like yeah, and she this walks is... away, and you can see the stones clearly on the table. Let me see. What do you mean? When she walks away after she kisses him. Well, sorry, not the stone, the fake stone. Yeah. Yeah, she's kissing him. Like, why is she? I kept on looking at him. Like, why is she holding it so much? You know, like, I didn't really, like, put it together that, oh, she's trying to steal it. I was just more confused. I'm like, she's holding it so much. I'm like, I don't understand. Is she taking it? It looked like she's taking it. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, like why she's are you letting doing- her. Yeah, but then she leaves it, and she's like, yeah. "Like, well, what, are you just bored? Are you playing with the stone? Yeah, and, like, why is he not... If somebody was, like, holding on to your phone, you would be, like... And, and, like, walking around talking to you while holding your phone, you'd be like, listen, dude, that's my phone. Put it down. I don't feel comfortable with you holding my phone. This is not a phone. <laughs> this is a very powerful weapon. Yeah. That she obviously wants. But, yeah. Anyway. But I could believe this because he's dumb. Peter's yes. dumb. Yeah. Yes, he is. And he's and, and probably very drunk right here. Boy, yes. And he's also the weakest member of the Guardians. Yes. You mean, like, mentally or physically or both? Well, it, well, so that's what Groot sells him. Oh, yeah. Where did he say that? When Groot, he says, Groot told you Gamora would not join us. Groot thinks any of us could have failed. Groot doesn't blame you just because you're the weakest guardian of the galaxy. I love Groot. I do like Groot for talking now. Like, we got the whole thing of, I am Groot only, and now they evolved beyond, you know, they gave it a reason now and evolved beyond it, so that's cool. Yeah. Get some forward momentum here. Yeah. Don't go anywhere else with it. Don't keep going forward. Just keep it here. At least for a while. Like, Like 10, 20 years. Yeah. So, well, I mean, he was he was doing I am Greek for a good 10, 15 years anyway. Yeah. So let's yeah. So let's do this for 10, 15 years and then we'll talk about doing something else. Because he came back during the Annihilation story. And that's when, like, the you know, he first joined the Guardians and all that. And that was like 2005, 2006. And it was only like a year or so ago that he started doing the speaking. Yeah. So he's got plenty of time. Yeah. So a good 10, 12 years of just I am group. Yeah. Yeah, at first, when you first read it, you just think the story is just because he doesn't get, you know, Gamora's leaving the Guardians, but it's really about this whole. Once you read the rest of the issue, you're like, oh, I like yeah. when they do that. It's a nice, subtle thing. It's right there in the artwork, but especially in your first time reading it, you're not going to be really paying too much attention to that because that's not the important thing. No. Until it is. Until later on when it is the important thing. So, yeah, that was good. Although maybe it was a little blatant because I did, like like I said, I did question or, like, bring a question. I mean, like, look at it. I'm going back to it. And even when she's not holding it, like, she's so much closer to it than he is. You know, he's nowhere near it. Like, you look at the first uh, panel, I guess, and it's like, it's in a chair, pushed away from him, and she's in between the stone and him. And then she picks it up. Yeah. No, she's doing everything she can to keep him distracted. Yeah. Dumb, Peter. Very dumb. Very dumb. That's enough of that part. 
let's get back now. Jump next section where it's Earth, and we have teleporting into Earth. Adam Warlock, Drax the Destroyer, and Iron Lad. Now, Iron Lad is not the same as the Iron Female, I mean. Oh, from Ironheart? Yeah. From Champions? Yeah. Uh, No, Iron Lad is a different person. Okay. Iron Lad is a young Kang. Oh. Still good. He, you mean like he he really is Kang? As yes. A, it's like the X Men, the uncanny, all new uncanny X Men, Cyclops, Jean Grey. Like they're the young versions of themselves. Oh yeah, 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 like that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Kang, Kang's a time traveler. Kang is like four or five identities at different points in his life. So this is a young Kang. So before, yeah. even before he's Ramatut. He, he's, Ramatut. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's as far as we know right now, it's Iron Lad, Ramatut, Kang, and Immortus. Yes. Okay. And there also is the Scarlet Centurion, which may or may not be him. And uh, wait, who else did they think he was? Him, was him? Well, they were like playing with the idea. Was it Doctor Doom? Doctor Doom. That was very early on, like <clears throat> you know, the first few years of Marvel. Oh. But instead, I think it's been established that Kang is most likely a descendant of either Reed Richards, you know, or, you know, or Doctor Doom, or both. <laughs> well, I mean, like, so he's been like he's like from the 40th century, so it's like somewhere in the last in like those 2,000 years, somebody who's descended from Reed Richards and somebody descended from Doctor Doom might have gotten involved together. Yeah. I know, I know what you mean, but you know what I pictured in my head, right? Yes, Reed and Doom had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if anyone could do that, they could. They could figure it out. Yes. But yeah, so that's who that is. Because remember, Kang wanted to be involved in this. So this is the one way they were able to get Kang involved, is that they were a trust Iron Lad, at least. Oh. But they didn't show, like... Did they talk about this before? Wait, what do you mean? Getting Iron Lad? No, this is the first time we have Iron Lad. So this is coming out of nowhere. There's nothing like, oh, um, well, how about we get Iron Lad instead of you? There's no planning. There's nothing. Just all of a sudden, this is it. No, no, just in a dialogue. It's just in a dialogue. Right. You know, where Drax says, I'm surprised Doctor Strange is agreeing to let a young Kang attend this meeting. Oh, yeah. Well, see, now now that I I had no idea what that meant, (laughs) because I didn't realize I had no idea what that meant. And you can see how different he is, though, because he saves that one bicycle guy. Because they pause time there, and you see the one guy got shot, uh, got hit by a car on the bicycle. And what does Iron Lad say? If we save one life, we save an entire universe. It'd be funny if the other person's like, does it matter? You're going to kill so many people in the future. Well, still, I guess, try, you know, he does what he can. No, I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that. What if the man is supposed to die here? How many times have you died? Eh, shut up, kid. Yeah, that's funny. And also on Earth now we have Turk, basically mm. taking a rock to a knife to a gun to a. Uh, he's basically taking a rock to a um, a gunfight. What do you mean? Well, because Turk showing up here of his muscle. Well, then you mean knife to a gunfight. Well, the, the phrase is like taking a you know you're taking a knife to a gunfight, like as in you're taking yeah. a weapon that is like several steps lower than what's needed. So that's why I'm saying he's taking a rock to a, a gunfight. Oh. You know, people are like, I got an AK-47. I got a bazooka. I got a rock. 
like, well, if you can throw it well enough, okay, you might knock somebody out, or you, you know, maybe you can kill one person, but probably 80 bullets will hit you before that. Because he's treating this like he's meeting the Kingpin's men or something. You know he doesn't I mean? really, he still hasn't figured out what he's in, involved in. Yeah, yeah. He, he's treating this like it's a uh, mafia or superpower mafia thing. Yeah. But he's this still is a cosmic ignorant. event. Yeah. He doesn't, yeah, he's not, he's in over his head and he doesn't realize it yet. I mean, okay, he is Sandman, so there's some power there. But, you know, he's got the spot. Who's the spot? The guy next to Sandman coming out of the, the car. Yeah, what does he do? He has all those black spots on him. He can yeah. take them off and, like, use them like as a teleport thing. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but he's also kind of stupid. Well, I guess he would, uh, so he takes them off and he can teleport somewhere else. Well, he can, do, well, like, teleport to another spot on him like for instance if you punch him if you punch into one of the spots on him your hand will come out the other another spot oh so he can't teleport no but i mean let's say if he i guess if he i don't know everything about his power but i'm assuming if let's say he leaves one of his spots back at the base maybe he could teleport back there because i mean well the only thing i i would say is even if he knew what he was getting involved in if you're going to a gunfight and all you have is a rock you're going to take the rock. <laughs> if you have to go to that gunfight, you know, you're like, all right, well, maybe I can get up close and then my rock will nullify the gun. You know, he can't hit me, shoot me if I've hit him in the head first. So if you have to, if, you know, he doesn't realize this, but if he's going to go to this meeting and he needs something, I guess something is better than nothing. You know, so you could take that teleporting guy and be like, all right, goes down, teleport me out of here. You know? Yeah, true. But anyway, so this whole this whole section is basically everyone arriving for Doctor Strange's big Infinity Watch Summit. We have uh, Adam Warlock and with the Soul Gem and Drax with, uh, which one does Drax have again? The... It's on here somewhere. Hold on, I got the page. The gem. Oh, no, no, he, no, just Adam. Adam has the Soul Gem. And that's right. So, and he's with Drax and uh, Iron Lad. And then Turk shows up of his men because he has the Mind Gem. And then we have Star Lord and Groot and Rocket. They have the they quote unquote have the Power Gem, and Rocket hates Earth. Yes. And then we see Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel, who have the that's- Time and Reality Gems. And Groot and Rocket meet Bullseye. Yes. Which entertained me. He's like, the tree's talking! The tree's talking! I like Bullseye. Do you want Mike to kill the cyclist, boss? Nah, he looked in his mind. He's just a cyclist. Yeah, but they really slow down traffic. That's funny. There's a um, a guy in... Uh, I wish I knew his name. Because you probably know who I was talking about. A guy in Gotham. That's like kind of like Bullseye. Mm, no, I'm not sure, though. Yeah, I know, because I can't give you the name. So, he's bald. <laughs> Oh, well, that was down. He's like he's a you know a henchman. Okay. Zaus, Zaus, Zaus. Oh, Zaz, Mr. Zaz. Zaz. Yeah. Does he have scars all over? Not at this point. He's bald. Oh, okay. No scars. No, but he's like you know like probably the they make it seem like he's the best one with like a gun. You know. Oh, oh. see, I, maybe that's him. I don't know because the Mr. Zaz I know from the comics it was like a serial killer, 
And like every time he kills somebody, he like cuts he cuts himself. Like he puts a scar on himself, so he has a scar for every person he's killed. Oh, I remember seeing him. Yeah. Now he's uh I don't know if this if this is the same guy or um or not, but he's not like that at all. Like uh he's cr- he's very much like Bullseye. I would okay. say yeah. Probably not as on tact as Bullseye, but you know, crazy and pretty uh good. So we got the uh Infinity Watch meeting of five of them. Because one person's hiding a reserve. Yeah. And I like the proof of that the person's there. As she shoots right through Bullseye's uh, card. And I have to agree with her. She said, tells Doctor Strange, I'm finding it really hard not to empty the clip and retire a hero. What does she mean, retire a hero? Oh, she's like, hey, how about I kill, like, you know, Bullseye and Turk and Typhoid Mary and, you know. And then she's not a hero anymore? Well, she's a hero. Well, well she means retire a hero. Like, okay, they're done. I got rid of all those guys. Bullseye's dead. How's that sound? Who's going to be upset about Bullseye being dead, honestly? I mean, like, overall, if people, you know, people-wise. I'm not talking about maybe Daredevil might be, ups- you know, Daredevil would be pissed about killing somebody in due process. But, like, overall in the world, like, would the world really be upset if Bullseye got killed? Well, Mrs. Bullseye. What? Mrs. Bullseye would probably care. <laughs> Bullseye's mother. Yeah. Does Bullseye have any children? I have no idea. Does he have? I know you don't. You didn't. You didn't think about that, did you? To be fair, Bullseye really doesn't think about that either. Unless he wants to kill them too. Well, sure. There's plenty of people that would care. Um, but why is she not in this meeting? Because they feel like it's da- it's dangerous enough having all of them on the same planet. It's like I'll at least have one somewhat away from all the others, just in case. It's kind of f-ed up though. Like. Unless I'm missing something. They call a meeting. They ask him to come. He does come. And they're like, oh, we have a gun pointed at your head. Well, to be fair, they don't trust him at all. Yeah. Well, he doesn't trust them either. Well, that's why. They seem to be the shady ones on this on this uh, exchange, you know? He came. Yeah, but I don't think any of them, they still don't trust him. I mean, remember, like we said, he's viewing this as like a mob thing. Yeah, so, I know. I get it. They don't, and they they don't want trust to, him. They don't. They you know they don't want to be understaffed and let's say have him show up with like all of a sudden try and take the gem from one of them and let's say get it and now all of a sudden this guy has like more than just one one gem. Yeah, I know. I get it. But like, didn't they say? Did they not say that they wanted to have a meeting of all the stones? Yeah. And then she's not there. <laughs> anyway. So they're checking on things, including where Thanos is. So th- so Strange uses the th- the gem to see where th- the time gem to see Thanos, and uh, we see where we left Thanos, headless. And they're like, uh, "What's that?" <laughs> like, okay, this is a problem. Who killed Thanos? Not that we don't mind, but um, is this something else we have to worry about now? Yeah. Is this a person killing Thanos because Thanos is a problem, or is this someone killing Thanos because Thanos is in their way? Now they don't know who their enemy is. At least when they had Thanos, they know who who, who they had to deal with. Exactly. Although they'll find out. Yes, by the end of this issue. But first we jump to uh, Loki and the librarian. I forget I forget her name. What is her name? Floa. F-L-O-W-A. <laughs> her name's Floa. Flower. 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 Well, there's no R. Flower the li- librarian. Flower. Okay, let's go Flower. Yeah, Flower. So we got Loki and Flower heading to the Quarry of Creation. And what pops out? 
Loki, the god of thunder. I like that. Loki is Thor, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the all the infinity gems or rocks. Are they rocks? They're rocks. Yeah, they're infinity stones. Stones, infinity stones. One, two, three, four, five, six. (laughs) I like how Loki's about to our Loki's about to kill him with a knife. Yeah. You see, and she's like, Flower's like, uh, no, his stones only work in his universe. You can't use them here. There's no point trying to get them. Well, then it's like, all right, well, then just go to that universe. <laughs> it seems to, you know, have a have it better, at least at this point. Loki, apparently, and his Avengers are fighting the same monster from the Soul Gem that killed uh, Hank Pym. Yeah. And apparently doing as well as we can hear from the noise. From the sound effects, it does not sound like it's going well. No. I, I got the impression that that Loki died, but... Yeah, so did I. And did you see what he said to Loki? Good, lo- you know, Thor Loki, you know, Loki, God of Thunder, says to our Loki, where are all your Infinity Stones? Where is your Molnir? You will not be able to breach into the original universe without them. Yeah, so this is not the original universe. Well, yeah, they have to figure out what he means by original universe. Because Loki's trying to figure out who's tricking him. So maybe something to do with the original universe. <laughs> I like that. He was clearly not the superior Loki. Maybe. But I couldn't help, help but notice that he was worthy of a hammer. I like how she likes to screw with him. Yeah, well, obviously, he, he did a lot better for himself than this Loki. Up until now. Yeah, up until now. Okay, so did he... Was he fighting this creature in his universe? Or was he fighting it in... In our universe. He's fighting in his universe. That's just because of that's... They're at a place where the universes can kind of cross over. So that's why he showed up there with them. You know, it's like, this is like the doorway. So they're looking but, into his universe. They're looking... But he's... He hopped... Didn't he hop over? Or no, he didn't hop over there. He's just... They can see him. I don't get that. Well, basically, like, this part... this Where they are here, this core of creation, I guess it's kind of like a doorway to other universes. I guess he was fighting near that doorway as well, so he kind of got knocked into it. Yeah, but when to, our, fight- to, to, to the six one six universe, talk to Loki and then jump back through the door, but the door still opens. So they can see in. Okay, so jump back through the door. They can, yeah. Okay. That's all. I, fin- I knew you were gonna go with that. But that's all I was finishing up. It's like he jumped back inside, but didn't shut the door behind him, so they can still see inside what's happening right there. Got it. Now, whether that is the exact same monster that killed Hank Pym or just that universe's version of the monster. I don't know. But I think we don't even know is, if Loki really died. Well, yeah. But I think the whole point is the fact of just showing us that that is the monster they're going to have to deal with. You know? So how could he die if he had all the Infinity Stones? Mm, I don't know. Like, he's supposed to be the most powerful, have all the power of the universe, of that universe, right? I think so, but I, I don't know plus, what happened. Plus Thor's hammer. Yeah. Plus the powers that Loki has already. Unless the thing's more powerful than that. It's kind of breaking the rules. Well, it's like we're playing cards and you're like, well, here's the ace. And I'm like, all right, well, I got the ace. And they're like, well, no. What about the double ace? Well, that's not. I don't mean two aces. But you know what I mean? Like, the ace plus. I got the ace plus card. They're like, no, mother You told me ace was the best. Well, that's the thing about when the story keeps going. They can always change or do th- different, something different. It doesn't stay static. It always, 
if they want to change something, I mean, remember, the Infinity Stones were not always the Infinity Stones. When they first showed up, when Adam Warlock first got it, it was just called a soul gem. And they just knew of them as soul gems. It was another 10 years or so before they started becoming known as the Infinity Stones. And like, oh, there's a time one and a space one and a mind one. Wait, but so did they change it or did it? Uh, did they just find out more about it? Well, what's the difference? I mean, you know, they just all we knew about them was that they were just called the soul gems and the, there were six of them and that was it they were called the soul gems no oh, so yes i mean they didn't say they weren't you know they, no one ever said this is definitely not a mind gem you know it's not like they changed that but they never said it was a mind gem either yeah but see so that i can that i mean i know what you mean but that i can like you know that i can uh i can swallow that you know because i could be like well, we didn't exactly know what it was, you know. Yeah, Nobody, but I mean, they, yeah. they weren't the all-powerful things until basically just before Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, okay. So they did change it. Yeah, you know, like or did change. I mean, in the fact that they were incredibly powerful, they didn't make. They weren't that kind of. They weren't known to be that kind of power yet. You know, it would, that story hadn't been written yet. They just used them as soul gems. They were very powerful. Thanos was using them. He had them in a uh, in a thing together to drain their power. And he's going to go wipe out the you know explode stars one at a time with them. Mm. That stuff bothers me. That's like uh um um when like like if Stephen they like when they'd ask Stephen Stephen King who would win in a fight, the Hulk or the Thor, and he's like he's like whoever the writer wants to win. I'm like no, <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, but that is true. I don't care for that. Well, but it depends on how they do it as well. I mean, are they doing a thing where like, okay, you know the story you read? No, no, we're just going to ignore it. We're going to pretend that didn't happen and say different things happened. Or is it like um, when they brought back the Grey Hulk? And they That's were like, different. And they're like, yeah, you know what? No, no, yeah. But, you know, I know the Hulk was only turned green, you know, was only green because of a coloring issue. But, you know, those, you know, it was easier to color that way. So they changed it from gray to green. But we're going to say now there actually was, it actually was a different Hulk. It wasn't a different Hulk up until the point that they said it was a different Hulk. There was no reason they couldn't have been. It's like different a different Hulk, different personality, or it wasn't right. Like it wasn't a different Hulk, right? It's still Bruce Banner. Well, still Bruce Banner, but I meant different personality. Different personality. Okay. Yeah. It's like saying, in other words, uh, Cyclops, not Cyclops. No, let's say stick with Cyclops. I like Cyclops. You had me. You were losing me for a while. I, and then you said Cyclops, and then I'm, I'm back in it now. So what about Cyclops? He's back now. Okay, so to me, like I was saying, it's like the difference between introducing a girlfriend that Cyclops had before he went to Xavier's school, which we never saw before. We thought his first girlfriend was Jean Grey. Well, doesn't say he couldn't have had a girlfriend before Jean, before he got his powers, let's say. and all of a sudden, Or saying... Oh, no, Cyclops never dated Jean Grey. What are you talking about? No, we don't like that. We don't want him to date Jean Grey. So we're getting, or oh, forget that, or saying, no, Cyclops didn't get married to Madeline. He never had a wife. What are you talking about? We're, getting, we're, we're just going to ignore that. We're going to say Madeline was Archangel's girlfriend. There we go. So to me, that's the difference. Both are changes. They're changing things both times. It's just one still works because it's like, well, yeah, he could have had a, you know, that could have happened. And the other one's like, no, 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 no. You're changing a thing we know happened. Yeah, I know what you mean. Let's okay. go. So wait, back to it. So we get back to the meeting, and Turk is like, "By the way, this stone is a fake. 
and points to Peter Quillstone. He's like, what do you mean that's a fake? Wait, where are we? Uh, where we left off with, uh, let's see. The page after oh, okay, the, I see. And Flower, when they're having the meeting. And Turk's like, you're lying to me. This guy doesn't even have a stone. Quill, Peter Starler's like, what do you mean I don't have a stone? Crap. And that's it. Fight starts. Group versus Sandman. Yeah. And I don't know. Bullseye versus uh, Doctor Strange. I kind of I kind of want to see that fight. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got uh, he's got Mary helping him. Not to, Oh, it's true. That's right. Yeah, he's right there. And Drax is beating up Tombstone. And the spot is fighting Captain Marvel. Yes. And, of course, Groot versus Sandman. And Rock is just shooting probably everybody except for yeah. It looks like he's he's shooting... uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, it does. He's like, I'm just going to kill people. I'm just going to kill Earthlings until you're all dead. How's that sound? Because it looks like he's deflecting three different different shots on his shield. And uh, Bullseye just just looks like he threw... I guess he could throw three things, but... I don't know. It doesn't yeah. matter. Anyway, yeah. next page. Maybe that's Rocket's plan. Okay, kill every Earthling but but Peter. Got it. Got it. And maybe even Peter. And then we have a interruption. As that one person shows up with Thanos' head. Requiem. Oh. Requiem. Yeah, because Drax says, who are you? And says, Thanos said was conducting his Requiem. That's as good a name as any. And then Requiem punches Drax... Well, at least through a building. Wait, does she punch him or hit him with her sword? Uh, oh, I guess hits him with the sword. But either way, he goes through a building. Yeah. And then takes out Groot. Then Rocket... Blo- Rocket... Be- I like Rocket. Yeah, he shoots like, her head. Yeah, so Rocket's like, this stupid planet. Like, everything comes bad comes in this planet. It's all your fault. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Sorry about that. Because... Who is because shooting Requiem in the head blows up Requiem's mask, and who is Requiem? Gamora. Gamora. With the power stone in her sword, she wants all the stones, and tells Peter to get out of her way or else. And what's the last the dumb thing that Peter says? You're not going to kill me. And what does she do? Kills her. I mean, yep. she kills him. Yep. Puts that sword right through his chest. Looking very much like the scene when Bullseye kills Elektra. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He looks very shocked here. And that is the end of Infinity Wars number one. There was an idea. To bring together a group of remarkable people. To see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could make the podcasts. That they never could. In time... You will know what it is like to cross over. To feel so desperately that the comic is right, yet to fail all the same. Dread it. Run from it. 
March 2021 still arrives. Evacuate the network. Engage all defenses. And get this man a cold Mountain Dew. Ooh, cold Mountain Dew. Haven't tried one of those. Nah, nah, nah. Make it warm. Thank you. Sun isn't something one considers when podcasting an event. But this <laughs> does put a smile on my face. the hell are you guys? The Merry Marvel Marching Society. We don't know where we're going, but we're on the way. A podcasting crossover mega event in the spirit of JL May. Coming in March 2021. Covering Marvel's fall crossover event, Axe. A vengeance. A cabal of evil threatens the Avengers and the entire Marvel Universe. Doctor Doom, the Red Skull, Kingpin, Doctor Doom, Magneto, the Wizard, Doctor Doom, the Mandarin, and Doctor Doom have banded together to pit Earth's mightiest heroes against foes they have never faced before. An array of heroes face enemies they are totally unfamiliar with. But who is secretly pulling the vengeful cabal's strings? And can the Avengers take down the true mastermind before his hidden scheme succeeds? Featuring podcasts from Third Degree Burn, Back to the Bins, Avenger Spotlight, Coffee and Comics, Comic Book Time Machine, Doom Speak, Fan Holes Podcast, Fire and Water Podcast Network, Head Speaks, Into the Weird, Justice, not entirely dissimilar to Lightning, a Thunderbolts podcast, Longbox Crusade, Married with Comics, The Quantum Cast, Resurrections, an Adam Warlock podcast, Rolled Spine podcasts, and Views from the Longbox. Marching its way to your favorite podcatchers and hosting sites in 2021. Act of Vengeance. A true story. Before we get to the end of the episode, it's time to do our feedback. And this time, our feedback is for episode 124, supplemental number six, The Largest Diamond in the World, in which I covered the death appearance in the Black Marvel story from Mystic Comics number eight, way back in Marvel's Golden Age. And on Facebook, the post about that episode was liked and shared by Chris Armstrong. And it also showed it was liked and shared by other people. But again, thanks to Facebook privacy settings, they were hidden. So whoever you are, thanks. But most especially, thank you to Chris Armstrong. Thankfully, Twitter is a lot better with that. We got likes and retweets from David Finn, Capes and Lunatics, Connor McKenna, Adeline Rising Podcast, 
Viet Huynh Toys and Sometimes Jokes, Ray, Spider-Woman Daily by Spider-Woman January 6th, Into the Night, Rhombus Gamer, and SJW's James Bond Wants Nazis Band, Agent of Girl. Thank you all. If you want to hear more from me, well, there's a few places. You can hear me every week, every Friday actually, on the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-Cast, in which we cover the DC comic series Legion, that's the one with the acronym, from the late 80s, early 90s. You can find that on the Legion of Substitute Podcasters feed. Also, I did a guest spot on Ryan Daly's Cheers cast on the Fire and Water Podcast Network. That is the episode covering Season 3, Episode 19, Behind Every Great Man. Links for all those will be in the show notes. Now, if you want to hear your name said here, well, crazy way to do it. Like and share the post about our episode on our Tumblr page, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. On our Facebook page, just type in Adam Warlock or Thanos in the search box and it'll pop up. Follow us on Twitter and like and share the episode posts on there. We are at Adam Thanos Pod. And of course, you can always leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I will read the whole review on here, and it's always appreciated, particularly if it's a five-star review. Uh, just a note, if you are in a country besides the United States, please send me a quick email letting me know that you left a review so I know to look for it. Speaking of which, you can also send an email resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. And do not forget that this show is part of the Collective Network. The Collective is a group of podcasters who have banded together to network in the most traditional sense, sharing ideas and helping share and promote each other's shows. In fact, at the very beginning of the episode, you heard a little stinger from one of the Collective shows, To Know Her Is To Fear Her, Spider-Woman podcast. It's a good story. Yeah. I hope Peter stays dead for a while. So, were you surprised that it was Gamora when you read it? Yes. Yes, I was. Yeah, I had no idea. That means Gamora was the one who killed that dwarf in during the Infinity Countdown. Yeah, she's a bad guy now. Yes. She's obsessed. She wants all the gems. I guess it's a family thing. Yep. Like father, yeah. like daughter. Anything, any thoughts you want to say about this? Now we're done with the issue. Well, you asked me what I thought of it. I mean, like, yes. I, I think I liked it. You know, I think I made my points that, you know, I don't like, but like, that's just, but that doesn't mean just because I don't like certain things. I still liked overall. I still liked the, the story. Yeah. It's a good story. You can yeah. still, you, you can still like something overall, even though you're like, well, this is a small problem and this is not my favorite thing. But otherwise, yeah, I like, you know, I still like it a lot. Yeah. And then it's like, even in the beginning, it's not. That I, it wasn't the writing. It's not necessarily the writing I didn't like. It's Peter that I didn't like. But they killed him, so that's good. Yeah. Now, this is not real life. I, you know, I would not be happy if Peter was a real person. And I, you know, even if I didn't like him, I don't want him to die, you know. But he isn't a real person. It's a comic book, so I can be happy about him being dead. Yeah. Well, just like she said, you know. She's like, you're not going to be... She's basically like, well, you're not going to be dead forever. This, yeah, I was going to say books. that. Yeah. I was actually going to say that. She says, nothing ever dies. And that's a... I wish somebody would... I hope they, like, really go on with that concept. I don't think they're going to go on it too much. But it would be kind of interesting to be like, listen, out of all of us here in this uh, in this issue, how many of us have died at least once? I'm like, so by that logic... I mean, it's not that big of a deal if I kill you. Yeah, it's not nice. And it's kind of a big deal because it might take like five, ten years. But you'll come back. You know? Yeah. We're just, just they're going to bring Uncle Ben back. That's, he's the only one that they haven't brought back yet is Uncle Ben. 
And uh, Bruce Wayne's mom. Yeah, they even brought back the dad. They just yeah. haven't brought the back the mom. Although they did bring her back in that one universe. Well, yeah, that's why I'm saying the dad, because I think that universe, that, that version of Batman, that's the dad. I think I heard he's around right now. Yeah. I, I. So, I mean, you could technically say he's back. You know, not the one that actually got, you know, his the par- Bruce Wayne's parents that actually got killed are still dead. But there's a version of his dad around now, just not yeah. his mom. Yeah, and now that they even have that loophole, so even while you're dead, there's still other versions of you. So when Wolverine was dead, there was still old man Logan there the whole time that he was that yeah. he was dead. So he wasn't, I mean, he was dead, yes, but he really wasn't, you know, the character was still there in some way. When Nightcrawler died, they still got a different Nightcrawler there. You know, different Nightcrawler, but still Nightcrawler. When Cyclops was dead, they still had the young, annoying Cyclops there. That wasn't the same. That Cyclops sucked. But still, only by comparison of how cool the other Cyclops was. But anyway, go on. But yeah, that's an interesting thing. That's a good point. Yeah. Pretty much everyone here has been dead at least once. So that's kind of an interesting way to look at it. Although, at the very least, I'm wondering if this might put a crimp on their relationship, Peter and Gamora. Well, what do you think the chances are? That eventually they're going to put them back together. Oh, I'm sure pretty good. Pretty good, right? But you got, I, I wonder, you know, and it's only because I think Peter would do this. It's a way to win fights for a while. No, no, no. We were supposed to do this. You killed me. You know what? You can only use it a few more times and that's it. Yeah, you're just stifling the relationship. We're supposed to move on from this point. You either forgive me or you don't. Well, no, I'm not talking about like in a not yeah. forgiving way, like I don't trust you, yeah. but kind of like in a, I'm going to use this to win the fights. You know, yeah, I'm going to use this as an argument. You know, kind of like, yeah, well, you killed me. Look, yeah. look, I told you you can use that a few times, but you got five times total. You used it three times already. Two more times and then it's done. It doesn't count. I don't care. Yeah, you can't use it anymore. Still can't. I mean, what you mean, but you still can't use it. You have to move on. And also, but even if you said, "Well, you killed me," but like, well, if I killed you, then why aren't you dead? So obviously, I didn't kill you. I I didn't do it very well. You, yeah. What is it in uh, *Princess Bride*? He's only. I only mostly killed you. He's only mostly dead. Yeah. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Please open his mouth. Yeah. Mostly dead, he's slightly alive. Ah, all dead? Well, with all dead, there's usually only one thing that you can do. What's that? Go through his clothes and look for loose change. They should bring that guy in to explain why everybody came back. Like, no, no he's only mostly dead. I didn't get that joke as a kid. <laughs> now you do, right? Yeah, I get it now. I mean, everybody else is laughing, so I laughed, but... All right. So next one, I believe I said was number two, right? I figure that, right? One, then two, then three. Well, remember, we're not doing exactly in that order. We're not? No, remember, I sent you an order of what we're going to do it in, because... Oh, yeah, 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 All right, let me, uh... Let me just make sure. I'm pretty sure two is next for us. Okay, yeah, one to three. We're doing one to three straight through. So two and then three is next. Got it. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended or happening or even understood.
The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peaceloveproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page.